Let me bring up the picture. It's a bit of a cosy one. <laughs> I know it's not Christmas. That's not supposed to be Christmassy, but it is a bit right. The hearth at the heart of the home. It's more of an image to reflect on tonight than a word, but I've got some things to say around this idea I've been thinking about this week. Many of you will know we're doing up our house at the moment. Um, we bought a house about six months ago and we're doing it up and it really is true that we're trying to turn our house into a home. We're trying to make it feel like the home um, that we know it can feel like, that place where our children will be for however many years we don't know. And we're wondering what it will be like. But one of the things we've done recently is we've bought, and I don't know if I recommend it yet, I'll tell you once I've done it, um, but we've bought a second-hand kitchen on eBay type thing. Yes, um, kitchen that would cost thousands of pounds, been ripped out of somebody else's posh house and ended up in my garage now in loads <laughs> of pieces. Um, and I'm just going to be like a jigsaw putting it together. I don't know how it's going to work. Um, but one of the things that came with it was this beautiful um, oven, like a range master type thing. We didn't buy it for the oven. We thought it would be a, a lovely bonus if the oven works, because it's a risk. You have no idea. It's a gas oven at that. Um, but it's beautiful. So we took our oven out, we made a space for it, and we plonked it in there the day that we bought this uh, um, kitchen, and we uh, plugged it into the gas and got it all there ready. And it sits there, and it's beautiful beautiful craftsmanship it's it's white with this black top and it's sort of old-fashioned enamel and it's got sort of brass handles and this range top and it's I think it's at least 15 or 20 years old and honestly it looks as stunning as the day it was made it feels rustic and it feels traditional but it does have a problem <laughs> everything on it works perfectly apart from the main oven it does not light. You turn the handle and nothing happens. Gas comes through but no spark to light the fire. And I find it pretty tragic to see this beautiful thing sat there. And I think of all the food and the meals that it's cooked and all the conversations that's been had around this dear old faithful thing. But now absolutely nothing. The flame has literally gone out of this thing. And so I have my eye set on fixing it, and I shall keep you informed how I get on, <laughs> one spare part at a time. Um, I'm determined to bring this thing back to life. I think it's going to be worth my effort. Because however beautiful it is at the moment, no matter how wonderful its craftsmanship, no matter how good it is at boiling pans and grilling cheese on toast, if its main fire will not light, it's missing out on the fundamental reason why it was so lovingly made in the first place. It was made to have a fire burning within it. A fire which would provide meal after meal for hopefully my family. Meal after meal for my children and any friends and guests. A fire that's going to cook our Christmas dinner. Not that I'm optimistic or anything. Our birthday meals. A fire at the heart of our celebrations, which will enable nourishment and joy and entertainment and sustenance. But as for now, it just sits there. And it looks beautiful. But it's a cold metal box. And there's something deeply sad about that, really. Call me all lovey-dovey or something, I don't know. But a fire is missing at the heart of 
our kitchen, at the heart of our home, if you like. And as I said, I bring this image tonight for you to reflect on tonight and this week, maybe. More of a picture and a concept to allow God to speak to each one of us about. And it's a picture of the hearth or the fire at the heart of a home. And it draws us back to the days when actually homes were built around the fire. Built around an established crackling fire at the heart of a home. A fire which brought comfort and heat and life. And it's quite an ancient concept. I've had a little look into it. I've enjoyed myself this week looking at this and the moments I've been able to. And it's, it's a concept that although it may seem twee and foreign to us in our technological and, and, and centrally heated houses and electric cookers and Alexa sort of listening in to every conversation and turning on the radio. But actually it's an idea, this idea of the hearth at the heart of the home. It takes us back to explore some pretty deep roots in the history of our ancestors, doesn't it? Celtic Christian spirituality actually has had quite a resurgence in the last few decades. Um, It's not without its criticisms, but I think it's popular because it kind of calls us back to a more simple time. A time when we were perhaps more in touch with God's creation around us, with the seasons, with the rhythms of work and rest and land and sea. And we're delighted Roy Sell from the Northumbria community is going to be coming and leading our church weekend away next year and Northumbria community is a Baptist um, sort of community drawing on Celtic rhythmical concepts of spirituality totally Christian not in any way heretical or anything dodgy just beautiful and drawing from a an ancient source but the hearth was at the heart of the Celtic home and they had a word for it tilach I think it's pronounced Tielach, something like that. And it was actually central in Celtic society. The cottage was literally built around the family hearth and fire or, 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 or wood or turf burned in the fire continuously there, day and night. They kept it going and it was a symbol, this fire, of family continuity. It provided warmth and it provided nourishment and a gathering place for storytelling and music. It symbolised an open place for hospitality to all. These are what I found out, these facts. And it basically, it resourced and it enriched the rest of life. This hearth, this place, this gathering place. And one writer says it was seen as a sacred place that was a meeting of heaven and earth. The idea of home and hearth was synonymous. Home was where the fire burned strong. Where the fire burns strong is my home. And interesting, I spoke this afternoon um, to uh, Wilson, John. Um, It is John, isn't it? Yeah, missed his name for a moment. Thank you. John, who came and spoke to one of our French missionaries. Do you know the word for home that they use in French is often foyer, which literally means hearth or fireplace. They say, I'm just going back to my I'm just going back to my fireplace. It's interesting how these sort of cultures, many cultures, have harked back to this idea of a fire being at the heart of the home. My home is my fire. And in Celtic culture, this was the most important thing that needed nurturing and fed and keeping alive. 
Without it, the home could be as beautiful as you like, with beautiful crafted chairs and beautiful crafted table. But if the hearth was out, it was cold. And it was considered that no life was in that place. One writer says if the fire went out, it was said that the soul went out of the people of that house. Kind of this feeling that something was missing. It's a simple concept tonight. It's just this, that for each one of us, the most important thing in our lives that needs to be nurtured and fed and kept alive is the fire that is at the heart of us. And that fire is our relationship with Jesus. That passion and that love for him. I've been reflecting a bit when Jesus promised in John's Gospel that he would never be distant. He wanted his disciples to know, he wanted us to know, I'm going away, but I will never be distant. He says that he would come to the very heart of your and my being and make his home there. I love that idea. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching, Jesus said. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Isn't that extraordinary? An image that Jesus is conjuring up there. And again, in Revelation 3, he says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. This idea of a home. And if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Beautiful imagery. We will sit together in your home around the hearth and eat. We will literally be companions. That word, if you've ever wondered, means those who you have bread with. Companion. One who you eat bread with. A friend. And Jesus is giving us this picture of like a hearth within us. A place where we eat with Jesus, where we speak with Jesus. A place of relationship which comes... From, from, from this comes life and nourishment and nurture and care and relationship and warmth and rest, as we heard tonight in the words that were shared. This relationship with Jesus is the single most important thing we can nurture and prioritise in our lives. How dare I say that? Is it really? How high should we prioritise it? Well, let me answer it by saying that Jesus died so that you and I could have this relationship with him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him should not perish, but should have eternal life. And yes, eternal life is being with him forever. And it is living forever. forever. The Bible makes it clear with God, but... Jesus described it this one time, John 17, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God. He's speaking to his Father. That they know you and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Jesus, what's eternal life? It's knowing me, he would say. That relationship with Father God and with me through the Holy Spirit. It's the thing that Jesus went to the cross for. To clear the way and all the rubbish and all the baggage that we might have that relationship with him. The fire of God living within you and within me. It's extraordinary. A relationship with God himself from which everything else flows. The hearth at the heart of the home. 
You say, but I need to nurture other things first, Matt. Really, I do. Kids first, job first, friends, my health, my ministry, whatever it might be. But without the fire, it's like polishing the doors of that oven I've got, cleaning the grill. Without the fire, without that relationship, you've not got the thing that you were meant for, you were designed for, that the Lord wants you to know and have. Relationship with Jesus will never cause us to neglect those other things. It will enrich and equip, make them deeper, more profound. Lead us and help us and guide us into those other areas. John John Wesley, you'll have heard of, one of the great revivalists in our country, started the Methodist movement. Extraordinary man, but he was really having a tough time at the beginning. You'll know the history. He was going abroad and desperately trying his best to win people for this idea of Christianity that he had. And boy, it didn't go well. One writer writes this. um, He was almost in despair. He did not have the faith to continue to preach. And when death stared him in the face, he was fearful. He found little comfort in his religion. He felt dull within and little motivated to pray, even for his own salvation. And so he began seeking this more, this salvation with others and from others and talked to others and received prayer from spirit-filled Christians. And finally one night he heard somebody, a man, reading about Romans, a commentary on it, and and this was at a Christian gathering. and, And he writes in his memoir that while he was describing the change which God works in the heart through faith in Christ, I felt my heart strangely warm. You'll know that quote. I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ. Christ alone for my salvation. And an assurance was given to me that he had taken away my sins, even mine. And he'd saved me from the law of sin and death. That night, his heart was strangely warmed. He moved from religion and striving and exhaustion to relationship. His fire within was stoked. And then the fruitfulness and life began to flourish all around him. He became one of the most important witnesses to Jesus in our country. You and I were made to have a fire burning within us. A fire at the heart of the home. It's the most single most important thing in our lives. That relationship with Jesus. Knowing him. Not just knowing about him. But knowing him. For Paul, everything else was worthless, he said, when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Gosh, everything else seems like worthless compared to knowing my Lord. So, friends, how is the fire at the heart of your home doing? As we heard this morning, it's not all about feeling. If you love Jesus and you know you do, then there is a fire there. It might just need stoking. It might need some care and some nurture. It's easy to let it dwindle, to let it falter, to neglect it. But it's the most important thing of all. 
What's God calling you to do to prioritise that relationship with him? What are the things you need to do to feed it? To open yourself again to his voice, to yield to him, to love him more, to give him the time. His invitation tonight is come and eat with him again. Come and sup with him, as the old translation says. Come and sit by the hearth. Come and hear his words, as Jenny shared, and the other words that we shared together were bringing out. Don't be in a hurry to rush away. Enjoy time in his presence. Come and be nurtured and encouraged, fed and restored. Romans 12:11 says, "Never let the fire in your heart go out. Keep it alive." Let's ask the Lord to show us how to stoke the hearth in our home again tonight, shall we? Let's just pray. Lord, it amazes us that the very reason we were created and designed so extraordinarily and beautifully and complexly and all that we rush around doing and all that society and culture and technology and all the amazing discoveries, the most significant and fundamental of all, the most important thing of all, is that relationship with you. We were born for, we were created for, and that our soul longs for most of all, whether we realise it or not. Lord Jesus, we don't want to rush away from you tonight. We don't want to rush away from you in our lives. I pray that you would reveal to each one of us the things we're doing that are causing us to run away rather than to sit with you and to nurture that relationship and to stoke that fire. Pray, come Holy Spirit, even tonight. Come Holy Spirit, even tonight, and let us each feel our hearts strangely warmed again. Lord Jesus, we love you, and we want to love you more. We love you, and we want to love you more. Amen.